What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got another brand new episode for everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. Doing fantastic. Wish I was still on vacation. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's back to reality. Made, uh, you know, made some little changes in my life, but everything's going great, man. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. Uh, school vacation starts tomorrow, so that's always uh, it's always fun. It's eight weeks at home with the kids while I'm trying to work, so it's uh, it's always a blast. But other than that, you know, can't complain. The one, the one time, the one time you get to work from home as you wish you weren't working from home. <laughs> it's it's eight weeks out of the year. I wish I wasn't working from home. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it don't bother you too much. Or no, uh, no they're, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, you can uh, you can use them as like uh, servants. Hey, can you uh, go give me something to drink? Go uh, go do this. You exactly. gotta get up. See. Hey, you want some uh, some live breaking news here as we're, we're starting the pod? Oh, uh, what is that? Houston Rockets are finalizing a deal to trade Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks, along with the 26th, the 26th overall pick is going back to the Rockets, along with multiple players. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I know they, I, I know they did, did need a big. Um, I thought they would go after Aiton, but maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe they still do, and then they. Uh, well, I think Phoenix is going to resign him, but uh, yeah. but just in case you get a, a backup. I feel like a lot of uh, there's been a few other trades. Uh, I know the Nuggets traded uh, somebody, um, Michael Green. Green, yep, for some. It was like cap. It seemed like more of a cap, a cap. It was, uh, yeah. Push. Well, that it's it's also you know Oklahoma City probably trying to deal some of their picks now. Yeah, because they realize they got too many damn picks. <laughs> yeah. um, got like 20, 20 more first round picks. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see once the off season kicks off. And then if uh, Valley Bill actually moves or he stays with uh, Washington. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's get right into it, man. Since we're in the NBA, I mean, <laughs> we, got the, we got the Celtics, man. They're down 3-2 against the Golden State Warriors. How you feeling, man? You nervous? You think they can come back? What's going on? Yeah, you know, I'm not nervous yet. I, I think they can come back. I think, you know, I think they can win game six. And then either way, I think either way you slice it, game seven was going to be a toss-up. These are they're 50-50, right? So... You know, if they can take care of the home court uh, tomorrow night, then you go to Golden State and put all, put everything on on the floor. Um, I'm I'm more upset with how they finished Game Four and then how they uh, started and finished Game Five. To be honest, I think that I think they're 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 the more talented team. I think they're deeper. Mm-hmm. I think they're better. I just think that they aren't battle tested, and Golden State is. And Golden State could have easily ran away with that game five. You know, I, I think, you know, if we go back to game four, Steph had just had an unbelievable game and the other guys did just enough and the Celtics shit the bed in the, in the, down the stretch in the fourth quarter in the last seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, game five, they uh, they got off to a bad start. And honestly, the Warriors should have buried them. They should have been up 30. Uh, there was no, no reason that... The Celtics should have even been in that game in the first half the way they were turnover the ball. It was sloppy. There was no no movement on offense. And then third quarter came and they started, you know, playing good basketball. Like, you know, they can and they they 
they dominated the Warriors. I mean, you know, I think that the end of that third period, kind of third quarter, kind of uh, swung, swung the momentum. There was a, a Clay hit a three, and then Poole came down, and obviously hit that buzzer beater, um, turned a five point lead into a one point deficit, and then you know the, the Marcus Smart beginning to the fourth quarter was was uh, was the end of it. So. Oh yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, we talked about it off off mic before, but um, it seems like uh, Tatum is uh, a little bit gassed in the fourth quarter. I mean, he's been he was uh, he was he, he, they played a lot of minutes uh, the last couple nights. Yeah, I think he's like the most played player uh, in the playoffs. Sitting at like nine nine hundred minutes. He's, he's twenty four years old. Like, give me a break. Like, you, you want to be a professional athlete? You want to be the guy? I mean, this is what you have to do. And, and uh, you know, uh, Steph, Steph did it when he was, you know, you know, getting to that level. All those guys did it. I mean, LeBron played pretty much 48 minutes a game. So um, <laughs> if you, you want to be that guy, I, I think, you know, I think it, in one finals, LeBron averaged like 46 minutes a game. Yeah, um, I think that was the one when uh, it was crazy when uh, he was like the only one healthy and, and yeah, they played yeah. Golden State yeah. uh, and he like averaged a triple double. But uh, yeah. But I, I I think it's a whether they the Celtics uh if they were to come out the losers I think this is a great learning experience for them. Yeah. Um, I still kind of think you need a point guard. I would like to see Marcus Smart come off the bench. It's just uh on paper you guys have a better team, but I think just the inexperience is getting to you now. Yeah, I think they 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 let things get to them. They start to spiral a little bit, which you don't see Golden State. You know they're calm, collected. They get down six eight points and it's it's no you know no big deal right they're like oh a couple threes were back in this game um they don't mm-hmm. panic again i mean you go into going to your sixth final steph and clay and company and draymond so you know i feel like that's what you should be right i mean like it's like it's like the patriots going to the super bowl right like brady's been there eight nine times like when they get into those games they're not nervous they they know what to do um and they don't they don't panic Whereas I think the Celtics uh, have shown some panic in, uh, well, at least in game five, maybe not so much. I think game four, they just offense stalled and, and Steph was outrageous. Um, but game five, they definitely, you could see kind of some panic uh, ensuing. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you guys are right in there. Um, yeah. Like I said, you, you guys play, um, you guys have the players to do it. You guys just have to keep the turnovers down and then just uh, match that uh, defensive intensity uh, that you guys, the Celtics, bring to the table. Uh, we, you kind of saw what they did to Steph last game. I mean, pretty much 0 for 9. But, I mean, you guys let the others get off. Um, and then, uh, you know, everybody else pretty much shot bad, which kept you in the game. So we're going to have to wait and see. I feel like the Warriors in this. I just think, uh, you know, what they say, uh, game six, Clay's coming, uh, coming for you guys. And well, then, uh, he has to come uh, back to Boston where – you know, it's the worst place in the world. So, yeah, but I think he lives for it. Um, even though he hasn't, I don't think he's fully 100% clay yet. But I think his mentality is in the right place. That uh, he's going to give it his all. And then I don't think, uh, I don't think Steph has another bad game like that where he goes 0 for 9. No, no, that's you know, that's that's a, that was a tough part to swallow is that you 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 know you held Steph to 16 points, no threes, never really gotten any sort of rhythm, um, and you still lost by 10. Uh, you know, you let you let Wiggins turn into to Michael Jordan on you there, uh, hitting fadeaway jumpers in the lane, and you know grabbing 15 boards. Um, yeah, he's he played he did that pretty much this game and the last game. Yep. yep. As far as the double double, I kind of like what they what he's uh becoming over there. I mean, yeah. he's 
I don't want to say he's living up to his full potential, but um, he's definitely it allows him to play the pressure um, on yeah. that team because he's not like the number one, number two option. He's probably like the third, uh, third or fourth option. But I mean, he's getting it done. Um, sure. he's, uh, they got him playing defense. He's long, athletic. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how this uh, team grows. Uh, I don't know if he'll be the focal point coming, excuse me, like two to three years down the line, but uh, it's going to be great to watch. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side, uh, for the Golden State side, I mean, if uh, Steph wins his uh, fourth ring, what do you think just uh, puts him among the greats? Jeez, I mean, he's got to be up there. I mean, you you got, you know, I think the some people want to discount his two with Durant. I don't think you can discount championships because then you're going to start discounting a lot because where LeBron played and, and what have you. But yeah, you know, six finals, winning four, uh, two without K- KD, two with KD. I think it's um, it, it puts him in, in some pretty rarefied air. I mean, I, I think he's obviously a Hall of Famer. This might slide him close to that top 10, I would say, all time. Do you think this uh, this changes people's perspective uh, on uh KD being a, a way much better player than him. Yeah, I think probably a little bit, but I think if you if you if you had thought that originally, I, I would I would say that yes, KD's a, a better player than him, but I would say that he can also carry a team. So I think it's closer than yeah. I would say I would say those people should think think about that long and hard because it's closer than people think. Oh, look yeah. at what, I mean, look at Steph's doing it this year. I mean, he's got Clay on you know maybe three quarters Clay. Draymond mm-hmm. has been, for the most part, god awful. Yeah. Um, Wiggins has been good, but other than that, that, that's that's really it. I mean, you got Otto Porter hitting a few shots here and there. Jordan Poole has pretty much been non-existent in the finals. I mean, he had he had some good games uh, in the playoffs, so not mm-hmm. to discount that. But it's been it's been Steph, and when he's not in the game, that team is uh, questionable at best. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it just shows how much he means to that team. Um, and then how much he uh, he's like undervalued uh, compared to, uh, you know, uh, and to, compared to Kevin Durant. So I'm interested to see uh, how this unfolds. If he wins, what kind of certified air just puts him in uh, amongst yeah. the greats. He's obviously one of the people that changed the game. One of the greatest three point shooters alive. So it's kind of no, interesting think, to see. I think there's no doubt he's he's the best shooter that's mm-hmm. ever lived. It's just but, pure shooter. He's the best shooter. Yeah, definitely. And the, but the thing is, is not it's going to be hard for him to get comparisons to some of the greats just because of the size. Um, he will be the shortest of them that have uh, pretty much championships outside of uh, Isaiah. But uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't really look at Isaiah as uh, great as everybody else did. But it was a different. He played a different game, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. Outside of the other greats um, that were like you know crazy scores or that you would say could change the game. I mean, he's the closest thing to what uh, I want to say Iverson was as a, uh, you know, put put a team on his back, even though Iverson was a little shorter, but uh, that you could compare him to. Yeah, he's got he doesn't really have much of a comparison. There's no one really in in kind of the history of the game that's been like the out an outside type shooter that's kind of carried carried a team. Um, it's always been even Iverson. He wasn't great. He wasn't a great outside shooter. He was more of a mid range attack the hoop kind of guy. And, and MJ mm-hmm. obviously the same way. So it's a different. It's definitely a different type of uh, a player um, to to carry a team. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they made everything in the uh, NBA what it is now, as far as uh, everybody wanting to shoot threes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, outside of that, I mean, we got the uh, NBA draft coming up uh, in about two weeks. I think it's the twenty eighth. Yep, so 
Um, looking forward to seeing that. Not really, but that means not really too many players. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this is this is not one of the drafts I'm really excited for. But <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But I think I think there's gonna be a lot of movement in the draft, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then we'll have uh, NBA free agency. Uh, a lot of players on there, man. I mean, uh, they got uh, Bradley Beal. We'll have to see if uh, James Harden uh, takes out his uh, player option. Uh, I was we say, all these guys, all these guys have options. Yeah, uh, that's most of them, most of them probably gonna take it, but it's gonna be interesting to see if uh, somebody doesn't. And then we'll have, uh, I mean, Kyrie will probably take his. Yeah, everybody else is not. There's a lot of role players that'll be free agents. That'll be interesting to see if uh, you know where they swap to, just to see, and especially for Golden State because to see how they can rebuild because Otto Porter Jr. and so was uh, Gary Payton the second. We'll probably hit free agency because you know those guys are after after you win the championship, you you're gonna get paid as a role player. Yeah. Somebody's gonna overpay for you. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see if they stay or if they go for the money. Yeah. And then uh, on to the NFL. Not too much to cover here. I mean, only thing that's really going on is the Sean Watson case is heating up <laughs> right now. There are uh, t- 24 cases. I'm hearing there's another two on the way. So I don't know, actually four on the way. It kind of seems like uh, a lot's going on that we don't know about. For it to be going on that long and that many cases, I mean, somebody's had to know about it more than they're letting on. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's almost like surreal at this point. I would say, like, it's just like the the numbers that keep coming out and and the stories are almost exactly the same. So it's like, yeah, now it's you know, what's the NFL gonna do? And we're gonna come down hard on him because it's not nothing. He's not getting charged criminally. But you know they still have all these civil suits. So what what's the NFL's play here? Is going to be four games, six games, eight games, full season? Like what are they going to do here? Apparently the Browns have some. Yeah, and the the thing is, is the guaranteed money, and then the, just the, how how far the or how long of a suspension, or if he gets a suspension, are we looking at six months? Are we looking at a year? Are we looking at two years? Because it didn't seem like, from what I heard, it didn't seem like the NFL or the Browns really interviewed the majority of the women as far as uh you know their story it seemed like they were kind of just letting the see how kind of seeing how it plays out before mm-hmm. they got re- really involved in it but right um at this point i think you gotta get in there and see see what's really going on mm-hmm. but i mean we're gonna have to wait and see man it's a lot of guaranteed money on that table um if he does get suspended i mean they're pretty much out of a quarterback uh because yeah. you know your boy baker wants to be traded uh, i mean they got a, they got a few backups it seems like they're prepared, prepared for, but it's looking like uh, the Browns are going to be tanking this year too. Yeah, imagine that they they tank, they get a high pick, and they get Watson coming back next year. I mean, granted, he he'll, he'll have not played in a couple of years, but um, it's a great starting point. Yeah, yeah, I can think of worse starting points, that's for sure. And then um, not else. I didn't see anything else in the NFL. I saw your boy Edelman talking about he might come back, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. I believe that when I see it. Yeah, maybe Tom is talking to him, making him come back. Yeah, you know, once he says come back, everyone up here is like, oh, he's coming back to the Patriots. I'm like, guys, think about what you're saying. If he's coming yeah. back, where do, you, where do you think he's going? Yeah, he's going to Tampa. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, we got MLB. I mean, Yankees still hot. Hottest fish grease out there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I just like, it's almost like shocking when they lose now. Yeah, I mean, we're, see, we're seeing what, they, what we thought they were going to be last year. Yeah, as far as the hitting and then, yeah. uh, you know, some decent pitching. So I'm glad it came together, but I'm still worried about the the uh, the signings, man. I, I feel like uh, 
I don't know if Judge is going to let himself hit the market or, you know, play around with it, see how much he's going to try to get out there. Nah, the, Yan- the Yankees will pay him. Yeah, but, I mean, he, they, he's going to run up the price, man. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how much he gets as well. Yeah. And the, uh, the Astros are second in the AL. I don't know how this team does it, man. But they they just do it, man. Like the Spurs. It's yeah, it's just, it's it's like one of these things. It's like they they lose guys, and you're like they're definitely going to go down this year. And nope, they're right there in the West. Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, uh, consistent uh, franchises in baseball the past few years. I mean, they seem seem like they're always in the mix. So they are. You just can't count them out. Nope. Then the uh, NL. I mean, we got the Mets in first place still. And then we got the Dodgers right behind them. Um, yeah. The Braves won 13 in a row. Bring it back yeah. to, you know, cut it, cut the, the lead in the division a little bit. Yeah, they're pretty much on fire, too. I mean, it looks like they're coming into form. I'm interested to see how long they can uh, keep the streak going or how much they can climb in the rankings to get themselves in the in the hunt for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, even in the in the um, in the AL East, uh, you know, the Red Sox have been playing really well, but they haven't picked up anything because the Yankees, they, they've been the second best team in baseball, but they're they're stuck, you know, behind the Yankees and still 12 and a half games out. Even the Blue Jays are 11 games over 500 and they're nine games out of first place. Yeah, as I said, whoever whoever cools off first um, is going to be interesting to see or if the Yankees mm-hmm. cool off and uh, people start catching them. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, but it's going to be a tough division. For sure. But I like the fact that uh, the pressure is building up early. So. Yep. And then we got the uh, Stanley Cup kicking off tonight. We got the uh, Lightning versus the Avalanche. Who, who, who are you liking in this matchup? I I still like the Avalanche. I just think they're they've been the best team in the NHL all year. They got just you know I think they're stacked top to bottom. You know, Kale McCarr is leading the team in points. UMass shout out there, but. You know, they got, they're just solid. I mean, Landis Gog, McKinnon, they just got a really good team. And, you know, I think if you, if people are watching them, they'll, they'll understand why. I mean, they, they're, they're crisp, they're quick, mm-hmm. uh, defense to, to offense, the transitions are just, it's like, you know, I, I, <laughs> I was listening to the radio today and, uh, it was like one of the, one of the, one of the guys is like, you know, I hope, I hope Bruins fans are watching this because this will show you how far away the Bruins are from, from uh, having a Stanley Cup contending team because this Avalanche team is just so good. Oh yeah, I didn't realize. Uh, uh, what's his name? Maker was uh, averaging. Yeah, I think they said he was averaging like almost two points a game or some some oh, crazy. Oh yeah, some he's crazy. Already, stuff he's like already that. he's already had like two five point games in the playoffs, like crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean uh, for, for a defender. Defensive, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, and they're averaging something like six or seven a game, which is that's pretty high for for a hockey team or a hockey team. Yeah, we normally see like no, we normally see like you know a, a three one game or a two three. Like in a yep. low, uh, you know, under five points, but yeah. a team that's scoring over five points, I mean, that's hard to beat, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're tough. And look, look tonight, you know, first game of the cup, they they come out with three goals in the first period on a, on a Vasilevsky's, you know, probably the best goalie in the world for Tampa, and and they they've already lit them up for three three goals early on. So you know, it's a tough, it's a tough team. I think I think the series starts really, you know, I think. I, I don't see Colorado losing in either of these first two games, so it's really going to be what happens when they get to Tampa to me. Yeah, pretty much. One, once the away team wins a home game, that's when the yep. series always starts. So Yep, absolutely. Because, I mean, if they go up 3-1, I mean, three or like pretty much 3-zip, oh, they win over. the first three games, it's over. But, I mean, they, Lightning going to have to keep it close. 
either keep it close or they're gonna have to match their uh the you know the avalanche's high scoring. Yeah. Otherwise, and, and, it's gonna... and the Tampa Bay can score too. So I mean, they're, they're never out of these games. They 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 got some guys that can put them up. Stamkos and Kucherov and and uh, Braden points back. So they they definitely got guys that can do it too. But yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a different game that the Colorado's playing right now. Oh yeah. As I said, you can't let them get up too too much on you early because no. nope. then, then the game gets out of hand. Yep. Then you start pulling goalies, and then all of a sudden they get free <laughs> shots. They just uh, have flashbacks of the Rangers series, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm pretty much rolling with the Avalanche, too. I, I, I would probably say it's a gentleman's sweep of uh, 4-1. That's, that's, that's my thought, too. I'd, I'd go abs in five. But, I mean, it, it should be a great series as one of the uh, – Matchups we've been looking forward to all year as far as uh, NHL playoffs. So yeah, and and you know obviously Stanley Cup is is always a good one. Um, I I I'd venture to say it's the best trophy in all sports. Um, and uh, you know that's it's always cool watching the the uh, the last game. Okay, I feel like that. I, I feel like that for most sports, but uh, I seem like it seems like some sports have more fun um during the championships game. But then yeah. hockey, hockey, they let them fight too. Like though the game is over, sometimes they'll fight, and the rest is just letting them fight. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it happened at the end of that Rangers game. Stamkos was fighting uh, that kid from the Rangers. At the end of that yeah. game looks like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> I was waiting for the Stone Cold music to bust out, <laughs> and then uh, then we got the uh, PGA. Yeah, it's U- U.S. O- yeah, the U.S. Open this week in Brookline, uh, out of the Country Club. Uh, first time since 1988. Um, it's uh, home of uh, you know the famous uh, Francis we met. You know the amateur winning it. He lived across the street um, in 1913. But uh, it's a it's you know and also the home of the 99 Ryder Cup. The first time the Americans had won. <laughs> gosh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a beautiful course set right. You know probably I don't know 10 15 minutes outside the city. You wouldn't even know if you you know you drew, drove by there. It's all you know. It's like a little oasis in Brookline. But beautiful course. Uh, looks like it's set up. You know, I've been watching a lot of the, the pre uh, pre tournament coverage. It looks like it's set up tough. They actually have an, another nine hole course there, so they're using 15 holes from the old course and three from the new course. I think one of them is actually like a combined hole. And so they they they've kind of they have to, the problem with Brookline is it's it's short. Mm-hmm. And these U.S. Open courses are now getting long. So they they tried to do some funky things to make it more difficult. So you're gonna see some probably see some tougher pins, uh, some fast greens. Uh, at Wingfoot, they had, you know, there, there was really no like gradual rough, I would say. So a couple of years ago, it's kind of a similar course to that. This one, they have like gradual rough. So it gets it gets bad quickly. I mean, it, and then it gets worse. Like, so, you know, you can get in some really heavy stuff there. But yeah, it should be, you know, the US Open is always one of my favorites because it's usually the toughest test in golf. And my guess is, uh, you know, the USGA is going to have the course set up very difficult tomorrow and they, they usually tend to err on the side of more difficult day one and they can always dial it back whereas most most tournaments will err on the side of uh you know making it less difficult day one and then dialing it up so that's that's kind of why i like the u.s open but uh yeah it should be a good tournament it really you know and people say this all the time but it really guys who can drive the ball in the fairway and hit greens are gonna are gonna play well i know it's like People say that all the time, but it, you know, necessarily it didn't necessarily happen. It, it again at winged foot because Bryson was just hammering the ball all over the place and, you know, was able to um, get, you know, get onto the green. And the, the the difference here is you got some elevation changes and you got a lot of guarded greens, guarded bunkers, elevated green, things like that. So um, it should be a good test for these these players. 
Oh yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But how, the real question is, how you feel about these uh, golfers leaving uh, the PGA to go to play at, uh, with with the uh, Live? Oh, you come with the hard hitting questions now, Rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm I'm a little mixed on it. I, I get why people are doing it. I get why a guy like Mickelson or Sergio or Lee Westwood are doing it. You know, they're kind of in the twilight of their career. You know, if if someone's you know if you're in your mid forties late forties and someone's like, Hey, you know, come, here's a, you know, 50 million, hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Come, come, come play with us. Like you're not going to make that on the PGA tour in the next, you know, five, 10 years, whatever, whatever it is. So if, if it is something that you can say, all right, cool, I'll play here for however long they sign me on to, if the league folds, it folds, whatever, I'm getting my money. And then we'll figure it out from there. If I don't get to play, you know, it's, it's, it's a, Right, right now, I think it's not as tough as a cho- of a choice for these guys because they can still, as of now, play in the majors. So they can still play the live tour and then play the majors. I think if the if if they if the majors start shutting these guys out, I think things will change. So that's what the PGA Tour is really going to lobby for. Um, and the PGA Tour is not perfect, so it's like that's the part where I you know I, I kind of I, I side with some of these live guys is that. Like yeah, they're they're making a bunch of money, but you know the PGA Tour is not lo- allowing these guys to you know there's different things right that that go on. They want to use likeness and things like that. The PGA Tour doesn't let them do, mm-hmm. but the PGA Tour also gives these guys a ton of benefits. So it's like I don't know, I'm I'm kind of mixed on it. I don't like seeing you know DJ go or and I know he's a kind of a. a, a I don't like seeing like guys like Pat Perez. They're they're fun for the tour and 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 Deshambo. You know, take it for what he is, but he's entertaining. I'd rather see him play some of these stops like at you know Arnie's event when he's hitting it over the water on the par five and things like that. Patrick Reed, I, I don't care. That guy's naval. Um, <laughs> but again, then it's the Ryder Cup. It, it's like you know. I loved watching Bryson in the Ryder Cup do do fun things, and and uh, DJ's always you know always seems to play well in the Ryder Cup. So that part kind of you know bothers me. But I think I think if they if the if they are able to get these guys banned from the majors, then the the the, the they just won't it won't last. And and the other thing is they're not getting world golf ranking points. So even if they don't shut them off from the majors, some of these guys may lose their status and not be able to play in those tournaments anyways. So those are the two levers the PGA has. And then obviously from like the who's backing this thing, like to me, you know, if like John Rahm, I think he said it perfectly. Like he's like, honestly, like if I want to retire right now and never play golf again, I'm going to live a perfectly happy life. Right. Like I got plenty of money. Like how much money do you need? And I I know Phil is all in this gambling stuff, but like how much money does Dustin Johnson need? He's married to Paulina Gretzky, you know. I'm sure Wayne has money coming out of his ears. Uh, DJ's won plenty. He's won over 20 times on the tour. He's, you know, he's been sponsored by Adidas and TaylorMade for almost 20 years. Like the guys, they got plenty of money. Um, so, you know, and then, you know, I, I just think that the, the whole Saudi thing, it's just dirty. And, and I don't, I don't really try to get into the politics of it, but just playing for guys like that just seems a little, I don't know, a little shady. Yeah, I, I kind of feel you on that one. But I think the, the bigger picture is uh, it kind of exposes the PGA um, sure. as far as their stranglehold on uh, golf. So Yeah, and I and I totally get the, 
wanting to change things on the PGA Tour, I just think there's better ways to do it than signing on to a, sh- you know, I'm not going to call it a sham, but it's as close to a sham in professional golf as you can get. I watched, yeah. the, I watched, I watched the first round, uh, first couple rounds of it the other last week, and it was like a, it was almost like watching WWE, like the <laughs> announcers, and, and I mean it was it, it was entertaining, but it's not like I'm not watching it for the golf like at that point. It's more just like an entertainment thing. But hey, that's what I said. Maybe this is uh, you know, the the main thing is maybe this is uh, this helps uh, change some things on the PGA Tour as far as uh, you know, what the players want gives them more money and more exposure. Uh, kind of like I don't say it, kind of like the NCAA does does with their college athletes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, kind of you know, kind of uh, you know, unhinged unhinges some things to help them out with the likeness or some other things. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what time it is. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right. So for tonight, I don't think I've, I've done this one right here, but it was a, uh, I did a, uh, a like a chicken souvlaki, uh, <laughs> but did a little bit different. So for for those not as uh, astute, it's the uh, it's kind of like a Greek chicken. So marinated the chicken uh well took some chicken breast cut them up marinated it in uh lemon juice salt pepper um some crushed garlic pretty oh some uh olive oil and that, that was it yeah so let that sit for a little while a real like a real lot of lemon so like almost a full lemon for like two pounds of chicken and oh and some lemon zest in there too all right and then basically grilled that up once it was done marinating and then serve that on uh, this this was different for me. I normally go pita. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I usually go naan because uh, the naan's a uh, I don't know just a little softer and, and easier to I think eat. But this time I went pita, uh, went grilled pita, uh, and and just used the kind of like a full pita, almost like a giant taco. So did that. Had some uh, tzatziki sauce, feta cheese, uh, red onion, le- okay. uh, arugula, arugula, and um, uh, tomatoes. And uh, basically put that all into a big taco, toss some tzatziki sauce on top, and yeah, there you go. You got a little uh, a little chicken souvlaki. Oh, nice man! That sounds good. Yeah. Right, well, what else? What else did you put in there? You said I had a uh, feta, uh, feta tzatziki, uh, red onion, tomato, uh, cucumber, uh, cucumber, and arugula, and a little parsley on top. I feel like you could throw some rice in there too, man. <laughs> This is a the the healthier version, Rich. You already have my carb with the uh, pita. Hey man, I ain't come here for all that healthy stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. So so there was a. I almost did a. a There's a creamy feta sauce you can do um, mm-hmm. that I've done before, but I wasn't. I was just too tired to do it, to be honest. But that that's the other thing that you know, if you get it like a little spicy feta, there's a spicy feta sauce you can make, mm-hmm. and it's killer. Yeah, definitely throw some. Uh... I'm trying to think what kind of spicy sauce will go good on that. Yeah, so I mean, you, you almost gotta like mix the sriracha in with the feta. But, um, yeah, you do that. Or mix the sriracha with the uh, with the tzatziki. Yeah, or that. Yep. Interesting. And then now, uh, well, what'd you guys uh, drink that down with? All right, so this is a a, a beer from Foam Brewers. So they're out of Burlington. Um, they just had their sixth anniversary, so they did a bunch of 
different variants. So this one is called Bizarre Celebrations Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a basically like a New England style pale ale. Um, comes in at five per, five and a half percent. Uh, so nice easy drinking. Um, the main hop in it is Citra. Uh, so again, one of my favorite hops. Good good summer type uh, flavor to it. Um, and yeah, it's 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 I'd say it's good, not great. Um, it's definitely light, which I like, and it definitely has this the citrus the citrusy flavor from the Citra hop. It just has a little bit of little you know and i don't mind the bitterness on the end but a little bit of a you know too much on on the back end for me you know i think it was good i think it'd be good sitting outside good summer drink uh, when you want something that's like a little more flavorful but not like crazy alcohol um percentage so I, i'd say it was solid i'd give it like a 7.1 I'm not, going out, I'm not yeah i'm not going out of my way to to you know drive up to burlington just to get this one um, but if it's there, you know, I, I'd probably take a four pack. Oh, nice. How, how would you rank the bitterness, though? Would you say it's like like it's, it? It's funky because it's like because because with the hops they have, it's almost it's almost really, really citrusy up front. So like that first taste you get, it's like really fruity. And then the back end, it just sometimes they they uh, they just hit you a little a little bitter on the back end. Um, some you know, a lot of these places have figured out how to kind of tame that back end, you know, what stays on your tongue. Um, this one just still st- it stays a little bitter. It's like the citrus part goes away, and you're stuck with a little bit of bitterness on the back end. Okay, so it's d- definitely doable. Something yeah, that uh, doable. something that won't kill you for uh, like mess up your palate if you try to eat food with it or something. No. Nope. So that's JD's bites and brew, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this week for the BRRs, not too much. So now now we're in the uh, mid part of going through some shows. Um, you got the boys, uh, episode four, they finally introduced the, uh, I want to say the, uh, what's his name? The kind of like their winter soldier of, uh, the show. So we finally get introduced to him. We're going to see what, uh, he's all about. I don't want to spoil anything. And then, uh, but so far so good. The season's great. Uh, like I said before, one of uh, Amazon's best shows, definitely want to check it out. How far did you uh, guys get into? I know you guys started watching it. We, we went to Stranger Things first, so we'll probably start that up now. Okay. I mean, let's get right into it, man. Stranger Things, <laughs> first seven episodes are out for the final season. What, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I thought it was, overall, I thought it was really good. I thought, you know, I, I it started off a little funky to me. I think it finished, uh, the last couple episodes finished really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the, uh, oh, I'll start with what I don't like. I really don't couldn't care less for the the story in Russia. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm almost glad that like that seems to be over, and and you know, Hop has been reunited, uh, and they had to you know had to fight the demi- demogorgon. Obviously, demogorgon got to eat. So uh, yeah, I felt bad for those guys, man. <laughs> yeah, they they. Just, I like how they give them weapons. Like the weapon matters. You know, yeah. like yeah, like they, this, yeah, yeah you, this, you're gonna stop the demogorgon with your little you know hatchet like okay well i mean it's all his fault because he it took him forever to, to light the fire that's why oh yeah i know <laughs> so outside of that i thought that the just the whole um you know and, I, and honestly i when it first started i was like i don't know i don't know i don't like where this is going uh i didn't really care for l going back to um you know the the scientists there but as that evolved and you kind of figured out what was going on and what they were trying to pull out of her yeah um 
Made sense. And then, yeah, and then, it, you know, everything made sense. Like, well, because I kept thinking, too, I'm like, where the frick is this, like, how do they, how do they keep coming up with these guys? Like, where is this guy coming from? Um, mm-hmm. And then it all made sense, you know, when they finally, you know, get to the last episode and, and L was the one who basically opened up the uh, upside down yep. the upside down and, and stuck uh, uh, one into it yep. and then he be you know he get he got turned into this you know basically so, so, like the, the leader of the, the the upside down yeah so the thing was is that uh so that was where I was a little confused right so he's basically the leader of the upside down right and then yep. basically everything that came from the previous season was just because of him correct yeah. Okay. That, that's the way I. That's the way I understand it. He was the one who was unleashing everything else onto them, and he yeah, was basically running the upside down. Yeah, because it was a little confusing. What this made it seem like he was just one of the like the. Uh, initially, they were making it seem like he was the he was just like a, an evolved version of what was already over there. But right, right. Which, which I think he he was right. He could he could use his powers to essentially kill people and get stronger right um, oh yeah but then yeah you kind of see uh you know what happened and and i still don't get why he killed all those people in there why he tried to kill all the people in, in the in the thing other than he's just you know a sick well, yeah son of, son of a bitch but well yeah i think he just didn't want any other people like him and he just wanted to be the oh, okay that makes sense yeah he, he just wanted to be only one but he kind of like fell in love almost like fell in love but like a liking for l and he was just going to run away with her, but little did he know she had uh, other things planned. Yep. But I, ho- I just hope we get a big battle come the final episodes. Like, I hope the last two or three episodes is like a straight, like, final battle type of deal where uh, yeah. they're going back and forth and we're seeing a bunch of different stuff, so. Yeah, the only thing I was confused about, and, and I did I do like the story with all the kids and, like, they're trying to, you know, get you know, get Eddie, basically protect Eddie, keep him clear from, from all that stuff. And, and I, I guess somehow try to, you know, convince the police and everybody else that you know, there's an upside down again. Like it's like the, it's like, it's like the 10th time they're trying to do this. But um, the only thing I didn't understand was when Nancy went and got stuck in his pool of blood there. Um, Cause everyone, you know, the first two people go through, right. Eddie and, and uh, I forget the other girl's name there, Ethan Hawke's daughter, get get through back into, mm-hmm. you know, the real world. But then when Nancy goes to do it, she uh, gets stuck further into the, you know, into the, the into the upside down there. So I, I didn't really understand how that happened. And then obviously he's like telling she's like seeing the story of who he who he is. And, and, and maybe it's because he went to see his dad, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that uh, that part didn't really make sense to me. Yeah, that was that. It was a few confusing parts, but like, did he uh, did he close the gate or did he make the gate come to him? Like, I don't know. That was the only part I was a little confused about. Well, you talking about when uh when homegirl got away? No, when she when she jumped, she went to go through the the uh the gate that they had opened at the at the trailer park at, at Eddie's house, and then she went to go through, and then she got stuck in uh she basically like slammed down like right in front of him in the uh um, in the pool. Oh no! Remember, she never went through the portal. She just right. went. She 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 just got like uh, you know, like when he takes them under the trance and uh, they're like just floating there with their eyes rolling behind their head. Yeah, but how did yeah how did how did she how did he get into her? That's the only thing I didn't get. 
Oh yeah, because he normally marks him with the clock and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Maybe he just like I don't know. That's a that good was, question. That was the only part that confused me because everyone else has something going on, right? That that he gets a hold of, and that's his thing, right? He he takes the you know the the weakness or the whatever it is, and he gets in your head, and then boom, you know, he gets a hold of you. But she didn't really have any of that, and there was no like precursor to that. Basically, just went like right in, you know. Yeah, I definitely get what you're talking about. It wasn't. It wasn't like any warning signs. It just happened. No, so, it just happened. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe he did something. I don't know. Maybe maybe his powers are evolving since uh, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be getting stronger after every time he does it. So, but like I said, man, I didn't understand what the critics were talking about. It was a bad show. Or bad. I liked it, man. It was great. Yeah, I liked pretty much everything about it. I didn't think it was anything that was really off. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's what's to come. Like I said, I just mm-hmm. hope it's a big a big final battle. Uh, they yeah. give us, they sent us off with a bang, and then outside of that, there was uh, I mean, it's Obi Wan episode five was out today. I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about the show, man. I think it's just okay. It seems like it's taking place like right after uh, uh, he leaves uh, Anakin, you know, to die out in the volcano volcanic area. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to me, it's just okay. I don't. I for me, I guess for me, I'm kind of biased on Star Wars sometimes because I just want to see the Jedi's fight. <laughs> and I like the I like the lightsaber battles and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't really care too much for the story sometimes. Sometimes it's a little too slow for me. Uh, that's my uh, so I can't really say I can't really give you a, a great Star Wars review. Uh, I'm not a huge Star Wars junkie. I'm more about the action for the of the Star Wars. So. Okay. Okay. And then uh, finish the staircase. It's another letdown. <laughs> I warned you. I mean, it was it was it was kind of slow. Then it picked up because then they're giving you like all these little different scenarios. Of who could have done it? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, time. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it could have been an owl, a damn freaking owl that killed the lady. And then all of a sudden, like he gets out of jail. You think they're gonna go to trial again? And then he just pleads guilty to the crime. But since he served his time, uh, he gets out under some other under some clause. I forget what it's called. And then that's the end of the show. Yep. So I was like, oh, you got me with this one, HBO. <laughs> um, Definitely something you can skip. But, I mean, some people might like it. I mean, he has good actors. Yeah, it um, does. It, it's just the, the story just isn't, for me, it's not, it's not like, enthralling enough. Yeah, it just leaves you with for, a big... For, just for what it's, what, as, as much as has been made about it, like, the guy did it. Like, he did something, right? I don't know if he meant to do it, if an accident, or, or whatever, but he did it. And he was able to eventually, years later, get off, essentially. Yeah. And then, uh... It's just, it's just one of those. It just leaves you with a cliffhanger, and you're just like, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Off. Eight episodes down the drain. I mean, but looking forward to see what else is out there. Got a bunch of stuff on my list. I'm going to check out. I mentioned the uh, the one with the girl. I forget the name of it with the girl that uh killed her boy, killed her, well, the boyfriend committed suicide through because she uh, told him to kill herself. Oh yeah, yeah, the one, the the Plainville one. Yeah, so I'm watching that one. I'm on like the first episode. Yeah, this girl's episode's killed, good. This oh, girl, she's girl, yeah, she's crazy, man. <laughs> she's insane. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how far she takes it because it seems like she's trying to make it seem like she's like a great person and she loved the guy and like all this stuff. But they haven't really found the text yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she was uh, uh, getting off on him as far as mm-hmm. like uh, telling the dude to force him to kill herself. Yep. And then uh, I checked out the uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. That's like the pre Harry Potter stuff. It's OK, man. Gives you a little Harry Potter fix. They have a, they have they actually do more battles in that in like in the like these series the uh compared to the like the Harry Potter stuff where you see them like you know going wand for wand. They're doing uh 
I'm gonna say spells or casting different things, throwing stuff at each other, which is pretty cool. Which is kind of what I wish we would have saw if uh, if uh, they kept going with Harry Potter as far as like him becoming an adult or mm-hmm. uh, fighting uh, uh, Maldorf. Is that his name? Maldorf? Uh, oh, you're the Harry Potter guy. No, I have no idea. Yeah, whatever the bad guy was, but not a bad series. But of the of the ones that came out, this is probably one of the worst ones. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of slow. But um, most of them are pretty good, though. Okay. And then outside of that, checking out some other uh, reality trash TV shows. I stumbled upon the uh, the Sister Wives. I think it's on, like, TLC. It shows the people that are looking for, like, Sister Wives and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things these guys are... I don't want to say the guys, man, but some of these things... <laughs> Some of these things people are telling their spouses to have a sister wife or an extra wife or a third and fourth wife is uh this is pretty this is hilarious, man. Um <laughs> you gotta watch this with Michelle and just watch her watch her facial expression uh when she hears some of this stuff. Uh it's pretty it's hilarious. One guy one guy he, he doesn't work, only the wives work, and he compared it to like chess. So he says, like, you know, the king doesn't move around much, but you know, the queens, you know, they're the ones that, you know, taking care of the board, you know, doing all this stuff. Like, you know, when somebody says something mm-hmm. like, but it's so outrageous, it makes sense. Yeah. But but you can't believe that person like uses that to and, you know, people follow it or go along with it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things, which is pretty funny. All right. I'll, I'll have to toss it on, get a feel for it. Yeah. I mean, th- this is second season, but I mean, you don't really got to. Uh, I think in the second season, they only have like one or two like couples mm-hmm. that are from the first season. But so you can just just pop on the second season and uh, get, get get straight to it. Or you can start from the first because I think in the second season only has like th- three episodes. Okay. If you wanted to start binging more stuff. But you'll definitely get some laughs out of it. It's pretty funny, though. All right. And then outside of that, I mean, I don't think there's really much else. Uh, anything else? Like I'm hearing some good things about Jurassic Park, so I'm gonna try to check that out when I get a chance. And then uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out being on the Sports Sidebar podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>